Welcome to Story Comic Presents, where we interview amazing storytellers and artists. This is episode 109. I'm your host, Barney Smith of StoryComic.com, and we're happy to have back with us the nationally acclaimed cartoonist and illustrator, <laughs> Daphne Lage. Hello, friend Daphne. of the show now. We're yes, right. Three. This is the third. Yeah, that's right. right. This, is your, this is your third time. You've, you've yeah. officially become friend of the show. So, yeah. There we go. <laughs> and you're here. You're going to talk to us about uh ego raven issue three yeah yeah it's like yeah so far i've been here for every issue so, i know it's exciting so, so we stuff. have like so we have 12 more of these shows to go and we'll, we'll keep going yeah and tall tales what's up to talk oh, about yeah, yeah see, exactly yeah we just always yeah. have something yeah always it's like, like I said, i'm trying to keep these books moving here right you know? right yeah, you know, and so we, before we jump in and look at your 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 already successful Kickstarter Thank so you. far, uh, um, you have. I wanted to so uh, some of my buddies they've been going back to conventions. Have you hit conventions? Um, well, year? it's well, we we've so far we've just dabbled right yeah. now. Um, we, uh, we, we did do eternal con, which was, which was on, on the list there. Um, uh, week, uh, last, no, this past weekend, uh, we did, um, another show. It was only for one day though. Right. Um, and it, you know, it's just kind of getting, trying to get back into the routine, but you can tell something's different. So right. it's still a little weird. It's so because yeah. it's been like two years since you probably go yeah. to a convention. Is it? Yeah. Is there like that sense where it's not like riding a bike, but it's almost like learning to swim? Oh, like well, you have to it, kind of practice again, or well, kind of. Um, right. But it's more about the going outside part than being <laughs> the convention. You know, it, it's like you know, it's just you know, on one hand, like in the two years, it's like I keep saying that you know the cabin fever is real, but so is the agoraphobia. Right. <laughs> right? So it's like, you know, you kind of have like these two competing, right. um, oh, I don't know. I don't know what to call them. Like, like <laughs> issues, I guess. These two yeah. competing issues that, that make it difficult <laughs> to kind of function right now. Right. Uh, I know, but yeah. it's like, yeah, one of my friends was talking about how he's like a, um, he's an extroverted hypochondriac. So he yeah. thought every time he waves at the, at the mail carry, he, he gets COVID. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah, it's like, cause it's like, you know, we got the hand sanitizer, we got the masks on the whole thing. And right. you know, it's, you know, it's, it's look, we li we're in weird times right now. So, <laughs> you know, we have the plague. I just had a flood. I went on vacation, had heat stroke. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's rough. It's rough going around. Right <laughs> but I mean, but you know, this you know, the thing though, as you as as a creative, you know, it's like you you must be getting like like ideas too. I mean, as oh, stuff happens. It's, it's yeah, it's it's yeah, it's it's when when you kind of are forced to be home, it's like yeah, the brain has nowhere else to go. Right. And it's, you know, it's like I've always said, you know, it's like I don't want to belittle what's happened in the past, you know, in, in almost, you know, the past two years. Right. Um, you know, but the thing is, though, it's like I've it it was an amazing creatively. It was an amazing two years for me. 
Right. I mean, yeah. my, the, you know, it just, it's just everything just exploded out. I mean, like just, just creatively, it, it was just amazing. And, I, and I'm still, you know, like really trying to keep, well, trying, I am keeping that momentum going. Right. Um, you know, like I said, it's like, like at the beginning of lockdown, it's like, that's when I decided to, to do Eagle Raven as a full color comic and do right. it in, do it in color and re-letter it and remaster it. And now it's like, I like, I like, I just showed you, you know, behind the scenes, I just finished the color comps for, for issue four, right. which, which is going to come out next year. So I'm already looking at at it at work for next year you know right. for, like getting all those books scheduled out i've i've never been this focused before <laughs> so um so yeah and you know and just learning more about just the craft overall you know drawing and writing and 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 just yeah it, it's just i don't know it just just seems like it, I guess I needed the two years of quiet for everything to just come together. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And do you say, so because of that, because like you said, you're you know, one of the, you're able to just really sit down and concentrate. Yeah. Is like, is there any other uh, projects that you're also kind of working on in the, in the wings that you're. Um. Well, right. Well, right now. So, so I have the, the two series. It's like, so we're, we're working on, re-releasing tall tales in right. a new format uh all in trade paperback starting from the beginning so so that you know so when we when i finally put out the new issues it all makes sense to people who are seeing it for the first time so you know we're, we're doing that where we're putting out uh uh tall tales that way um i you know, I'm currently working on the 15 issues of Eagle Raven that it's going to take, that that script is done. Right. And because that script is done, um, I'm already working on several sequels to Eagle Raven. I mean, they're, they're not sequels as much as they're like just continuing adventures, but they're not like directly related to the main storyline. Right. So I, I'm all, I already have my brain in like, like, like three different like trade uh like uh graphic novels that i'm still like still like messing with the stories and whatnot and 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 that's kind of yeah that, that's kind of where i am right now just like you know i'm i'm like a couple of years ahead right. <laughs> work-wise you know it's i mean yeah it's it's just crazy about you know how much of this is just like 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 dump like it's like right. a dump right now because <laughs> you know when you when, you know when you talk about when, when you, it's it's interesting too another thing too is like the where we are now mm -hmm. in the evolution of society for creatives is you, you you talk about you know you always had the stories of the lone comic creator the lone right. author who was uh -huh. by themselves and on a typewriter you know 40 years ago but now, how how beneficial do you see? Because I, I you know, I, I'm more of your connections. You have a wider array of creatives that you connect with on yeah, a, yeah. On, if not a daily and hourly basis that you're, you know, with with. Is how beneficial or how distracting is it to be able to feed off of everybody's ideas and and how does that benefit or distract oh, from your work that's that's a good one yeah. um it really i guess it really depends on 
who in my circle I'm interacting with. Right. Um, you know, they, they're because it's like, you know, every interaction has the potential to feed something. Right. So I I would be kind of hesitant to call to call some of those distractions because right. technically it's all grist for the mill. Right. Um, but the thing is though, there are what I've noticed is well, because there's are there there are particular people that I purposefully go online with with the sole purpose of working. Right. And it's it was it was a very interesting thing. Um it was something that I got invited to, and I kind of thought it was weird. It's kind of like they do a live stream without going live. Mm. So it's just me and three or uh, three other people in a stream like this, but we're all just working on what we're supposed to, you know, what we're doing. I mean, and yeah, we, we talk and whatnot. And, and what I found is that in that particular circumstance, I've, it's kind of like, you know, being in an office with, you know, and having like the benefit of not being by yourself, right? but you're working, yeah. you know, so it's like, so our whole, you know, so even though, you know, we have, you know, the water cooler talk and the whole thing, it actually, I actually find myself like, like looking forward to it because it's like, oh, okay, it's time for the stream, time to get the work. So yeah. I know that I'm going to have like, like maybe like four or five hours of pretty much uninterrupted time. Wow. Okay. To work on because it's like that's just what we're there for. It's kind of like, you know, like like yeah, it's kind of like being in an office where it's like you have no other choice but to focus on your work. Right. And I it it's been so incredibly beneficial. It's I, I I'm actually still surprised that it works. Right. Um, so, so yeah, so, so even though I'm pretty much alone in my house, because of this, I still get the, the social interaction and kind of like that, that work space feel, you know, so I don't feel completely disconnected from everybody. Yeah. Just like, and also kind of creates also for you, like a level of accountability as well. Yeah, right? it does. Yeah, it right. really does. Because like, it's not like we're all like looking over our shoulders or anything and going like, oh, did you finish what you do? But it's, yeah, but it, 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 I, I know I'm not going on there to, I'm not going on there to be distracted and, and to be a distraction. So we're right. all working. So, yeah, so there is like this kind of like a, an accountability that happens where it's like, well, I'm not there to waste anybody's time, so I better work. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's really, yeah, it's, it's really funny how mentally that just clicked for some reason. I mean, yeah, um, I highly recommend it. I highly recommend it. If, you know, it's like you feel like you need that sort of... Um, I guess like so, not a forced accountability, but something like, and I don't want to say gives you the illusion of accountability either, because you know it's just it's just something that I guess it puts you in a stricter routine right. because you're working, <laughs> you know right. you're in work you're in work mode now. So, so what what would you so we have like you know like viewers or listeners listening to this would say, hey, I think it's a great idea, Daphne. How would I find a group like this? 
Um, I mean, for me, it was just literally people I was already okay. kind of going back and forth with online. And it just got to a point where it's like they sent me an invite. It's like, look, you know, this is what we do. You can come in if you want. Okay. And I just started doing it. And I was like addicted from day one. Right. Because it's like the, the focus was immediate. It was like now it's like every time I see that invite pop up, um, they, uh, you know, it's like I go immediately into work mode. I, right. I start grabbing my stuff that I have to, to finish for the day. And it's like, OK, here we go. You know. Right. Yeah. Um, oh, and, and also for your audience, if, you know, you, you haven't. If you didn't remember from the last ones, I share my office with a parrot, so he's acting <laughs> up right now. So if you hear any weird noises, that's him. So yeah. <laughs> I apologize in advance. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but, it's like, yeah, but but yeah, but it's like you know, pretty much like you could pretty much just get any of your friends to do it. Right. You know, you just you just say, say, hey, you know, it's like, let's go online and, and let's, you know, do a cubicle, weird cubicle thing. And, right. you know, and, and yeah, that's. Oh, hold on. That's the noise. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> oh, hold on. <laughs> yeah, I know. You see that? That's yeah. Got to keep an eye on that one. Nobody that was... wants that noise in their headphones. Or they... uh, right. they're like, someone's like driving on a commute and they think there's like, you know, sirens behind them. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, it's like, yeah. So you can, you know, you can do this with any of your friends technically. So, you know, just get on like a zoom call or a, any kind of time of type of live stream or something and, right. you know, just work. Right. <laughs> uh-huh. So let's 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 chat about Ego Raven issue three. As you said, you came on. So you you were you were episode fifty two. You're mm -hmm. episode seventy eight. I'm trying to find the math on here. Right. Episode one hundred nine. I wonder if there's there's a pattern here. I gotta check that out. Well, maybe. um, I mean, I'm trying. Twenty five episodes or so, maybe. I, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm trying to keep like a. Like I said, I'm trying to keep like a regular schedule right. with this, you know, especially since, you know, I have to pair it up with the Tall Tales campaigns. Yeah. So, um, you know, yeah. So it's like, it's just, it's just, you know, I'm sitting there with a calendar, just like, okay, this, this looks good. Count 30 days, you know, fulfillment takes this long. And then it's like, that's how I figure out how to space out my right. campaigns to get you know some sort of semblance of a schedule i can actually like announce right <laughs> yeah and so and, and we and we i think we talked about it a, uh, a few episodes before it's like how so what are some advice and tips that you would give to your um to our listeners and viewers on how to create that that uh that audience and create that um um that community that keeps coming back for oh uh, for um well, I mean, the, well, you know, it, it's, wow, there's, there's a couple of things. I mean, it's like my, my main thing is, well, just do the work. Right. You know, it, it's like, in the end, it's like doing, doing the comic itself is the hardest part. Because <laughs> it's like, I've, I've seen, it's like, look, I, I've been doing this for like, 30 something years, you know, it's like, I've been self-publishing since 1992. Everybody else can do the math on that. Um, so, and, you know, and we've seen people who it's like, they really want to do this, but they barely make it past their first issue. Right. You know, I mean, it's like, we went through and where the trend was issue zeros and we had people who never got past their issue zero. Right. Um, 
And and that's usually because it's like they're working on the story as they're going along. And then the second they hit a roadblock, the whole thing falls apart. Right. So um, I guess at, at its most basic, it, at least have your story complete. <laughs> um, you know, it's like at least know where you're going with the story so that you're not struggling with the artwork that goes with it. Right. Um, although, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's like, you know, I, I, I had these five issues done for years, but I only actually finished scripting it like last September. So, you know, what it's like, okay, you know, sometimes, you know, you got to kind of like fudge the facts a bit, but, right. um, um, yeah. So it's like, so have, have a really clear vision for the story that you're telling. Mm. um the the other thing is that th this is and, and this is again this is the thing where it's like you know do do as i say not as i do <laughs> be epic you know it's like if uh, like know your limitations with the story that you're telling right. you know it's like because you know it's like it again we've seen people get tripped up because they want to do the 30 issue epic or something and again they don't make it past issue zero right. so it's like instead of doing a grand epic um start with short stories right you know start with like a three issue short story that that eventually ties into your epic but at least you have three issues that is you know is a story that you can have done Right. Which is the next thing, which is like every time I do a Kickstarter, my work is finished. Um, and so it's like, so you you don't, so anybody who pledges to my campaign, they don't have to worry about, is it going to take another year and a half for me to get this issue? Right. Which is unfortunately kind of common on, you know, on, on a lot of projects. Right. I mean, I have, I have books that I, that I, that I got on Kickstarter, that I supported on Kickstarter that two years later, I'm still waiting for them. So, you know, so, it, you know, so it's like with my campaigns, it's literally the second the campaign is over. I look over the files the next day. And then the day after that, it's at the printers. Wow. Okay. So, so yeah. So, so, you know, so it's like, so the fun, so by the time I get the money from Kickstarter, the books are ready to go out. Right. So that's, I, I guess that would be like, I guess my top three advice, <laughs> you know, it's like, because in the end it's the consistency, it's, it's your consistency and your ability to show that you could finish what you started. Right. Um, that's going to bring people back, um, which, yeah, especially that last one, the finishing what you started, because especially with Kickstarter, um, yeah, that's, that's a lesson that I, that I really, really, I watched a lot of people crash and burn on that. And, you know, I learned from other people's mistakes Right. and it's like, yeah, always, you know, have the book finished when you start your campaign or at least have it like 90% done. Like you still have to do the lettering. It right. doesn't take two years to do lettering. So, um, yeah, just because you really want to establish that you're trustworthy along with you can you know tell a story that's entertaining to people <laughs> so yeah so that brings a point of like yeah. you're saying it's like when it comes to the kickstarter piece yeah. what are the some of the things that you've seen other um uh, other creatives do that you say that 
gives me that sense of trust and loyalty that right. that would that one of them be as you say is like saying in your kick shutter it's all done right you don't have to worry about it it's, was there any anything else that you would say is important to put on a kickstarter to wow to yeah invoke that well trust? i mean as i mean as uh i mean it if if you look at my past kickstarters it took me like so like eager the, the, there's a difference between how eager raven issue one performed on kickstarter as opposed to you know as as opposed to how issue three is performing and, and mm. it's and it's a big jump um and the thing is is that um and i think that even though i've put out other books on kickstarter there you're still going to have you're still going to have that you know that that kind of like that grind you have to go through on right. that first issue because it's like again you're you're talking about a first issue people they like first issues but they're also simultaneously suspicious of them right. you know are you going to make it through and in the end the only way that you can prove to people that you're not a one-hit wonder is by not being a one-hit wonder. I mean, it's literally something you have to, like, there's no secret sauce to it that it's like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm trustworthy. You can trust me. And so my, I mean, I've been doing, you know, up until that first issue, I mean, I probably had done, you know, or, or at least helped with at least like 15 campaigns. Right. But that still wasn't enough when I put out that first issue, even though I was saying, it's like, look, I'm familiar with the process. I fulfilled these other campaigns. It still took me three issues in to get the, to get the consistent backers that I have because, but the thing is though, I still say in my campaigns, there's 15 issues. I'm 17 issues in, you know, the issues are done. You know, it's like, you know, here's the comps for issue four for next year. I mean, I, I still have to reiterate that it's like, I'm not, it's not going to stop here, that I'm not just going to disappear all of a sudden. So technically it's something you have to continually work at. Right. You know, it's yeah, there there is no like one thing you can do that'll make you go, oh yes, I definitely, you know, I'll have no prop that there's no, it's it's a constant, you know, it's constantly reminding people that you're still here, you're still doing the work, the work is still coming out. Right. And yeah, it's like, yeah, unfortunately, it's like, yeah, that's that's just what it is. It's it's constant work. So <laughs> and it's and it's weird because as you're saying it, there's almost like that insight where it's like the opposite effect of going to a comic book sh shop where you're like, Oh, issue one, that's probably something. Right. But then like when you go in case, it's like issue one, probably not much going on there. Yeah, so. yeah exactly. It's, it's kind of weird because it's like, you kind of figure that people have more faith in what shows up in a comic book shop because most of the time it's coming from mainstream companies, you right. know, that they've had years right. to develop, this this rapport i guess where it's like you know you don't every time you go into a comic book shop there's always a marvel comic there's always a dc comic there's always right. an image comic you can always count on that so you don't really question it um but on kickstarter it's like well who are you right. <laughs> and it's constantly who are you and it, yeah. there's legitimacy to the point of saying this is issue three yeah so there, so it's almost like it's it, like, yeah, like it has that opposite effect where you're like, all right, obviously they're 
yeah they're they're doing something because yeah. this, if this is issue three this is going to be issue four so right so exactly yeah and then it's like yeah and and it's it's always and that's also another thing that i have to keep reminding people that it's like okay it's issue three but in the title it says issues one through three right. plus the prequel so right. then that way they could just look at the title and say okay i'm not missing out right you know, that it's like, okay, I can still get all the issues that goes with the story and not feel like, oh, well, you know, it's only issue three and I missed the first two issues and what am I going to do? So I'm not going to bother. It's like, no, it's like, it's, it's this constantly, it's, yeah, it, like I said, it, it's this constant work that you have to do to keep the person looking at your work, you know, just to build that confidence. Right. That, you know, that not only are you still going strong, you know, that, that you're still putting out the work, but they're not missing out on anything either. Hey, folks, I just wanted to take a quick break and say thank you so much for listening and watching Story Comic Presents, where we interview amazing storytellers and artists. If you can, please subscribe. If you can, hit the like button. Go ahead and leave a review on your favorite podcast app that you might be listening to this on. And remember, always, always support local artists, support local writers, support independent creators. It sure does mean a lot to them. And we will be here at Story Comic to make sure that their voices are being heard. Thank you. Right. And congratulations, Daphne! You got Project We Love. Yeah, that was that was a huge surprise because it's like I don't. I was like doing something. I don't know. I was working on something, and I just happened to look on my phone, and the Kickstarter email came up. And I'm like, what the heck? And then it's like, it's like project, what? You know, it's like, like it was just like, I, I was completely, it was funny. Cause it's like project we love was something that I, you know, like I was kind of like trying to figure out how to get like, oh, how do they get this? You know, it's like, what do I have to do? What's the algorithm? What do we, you know, it's like, do I need to put out more issues? Do I, you know, what, what is it? And then like, poof, I get it. And I'm like, so flabbergasted. <laughs> Like, like, it was just like, I wasn't expecting it to be like, like, just like that, you know, right. like, now mind you, it, 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 it took me three issues to get of eager Raven to get this. And like I said, I've done like 18 other campaigns. Um, so I, I guess, you know, the, the next goal is to get tall tales, uh, that label too. So <laughs> that's like the next one. Let's see if I can get tall tales of project we love, but yeah. right. So how, did you have you figured out that what's what the no, secret is? No, I have is? no idea. I have no idea. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, it's like I, I'm still fighting the the little like uh, gremlin in my head, the uh, imposter syndrome gremlin that just is trying to tell me that's like, oh, it doesn't mean anything. It's just a, a random bot that they just you know that just chooses that you know it doesn't mean. And it's like no, no, it has to mean something. This has, has to, to mean something. It has to mean something. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it means that somebody at Kickstarter looked at my campaign and enjoyed it. So <laughs> I'd like to think that, you know. That's right. You have here, yeah. excuse me, while I run around screaming incoherently. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I was very I'm I'm still I'm I'm still kind of chuffed at, at the whole thing, you know. Right. It's like Yeah. So talk to us a bit about the uh your your uh, what you have for 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 levels. Anything new this time around compared um, to the other it's ones? The usual. No, um th this is I, I kind of kind of went back to basics. Okay. With this one, um it, it's just 
and, and I do have the catch-up levels. Um, I do have my standard variant covers, the, the virgin cover, the hollow, the silver, and the sketch covers. And okay. I pretty much kind of kept it at that. Um, I experimented a little bit on, on the second issue with like doing like like even more variant covers. Right. But then it I, I just felt like it's just starting to get it was just starting to get like a little like complicated for me, you know, like <laughs> Just like, you know, I'm not Brian Polito. So it's like, you know what? Let me just shrink that back with the third issue. Keep it simple. And, right. you know, and, and worry about, you know, like, okay, let's 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 concentrate more on on getting the stretch goals, you know, rather right. than putting out like 13 different uh different covers. <laughs> well, you, there's some of them you still like though. You get the rainbow. One, yeah, right? no, 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 yeah. This this one is is a special uh, set that I put together. That it's it's the hollow the hollow foils of issue one, two, and three. But this set is the only set that where you can get a metal bookmark and a metal trading card. Wow. So um, th yeah. So I only have twenty four of those sets. Actually, um, I, I sold a couple already. I just don't remember like how many how many I have left. Uh, so yeah, that, so if you want the metal bookmark and the metal trading card, you have to get this add on and, and that's what it is. an add on, not a level. Oh, gotcha. Uh, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. So the levels are regular. And then I have, I have this, uh, so I guess this would be the special uh, thing for this campaign. Um, yeah, this would be the only one though. <laughs> okay. this, yeah. So it's, it's limited to 24 sets. Uh, so uh, you know, and, and then that's it for that set. So, and I see here, it's, it's the idea that you actually also have, you're showing, you already have the covers yeah. already made for. Yeah. This, yeah, these, these are up to issue seven just right. to, you know, to, like I said, it's like to constantly reassure people looking at this for the first time that it's like, it's not a one hit wonder. It's not going to disappear. This is what I'm up to. And this, that, and the other thing, you know, it's like, it's, it's that constant, you know, yeah, trying to comfort people that they're not wasting their money. Right. And not only that, but it's like, if you need it more convincing, like it says there, um, you can download a free PDF of the first 16 pages of the first issue. So I guess I can now I'm, I'm thinking about it. Like, say, for instance, you have somebody that comes on when you launch issue 15. Right. What kind of like catch up will you have like how big of a tears well i i thought about this is, I, I already, this is how far ahead i have this planned i i this is this is what it is so for every four issues so the trade paperbacks is every four issues so mm -hmm. after so there's going to be an issue four and then there's going to be a trade paperback for okay. every trade paperback i'm discontinuing the individual issues oh. so by the time you get to issue 15 you're right. going to have three trade paperbacks <laughs> and whatever individual issues are available. Like, uh, so it'd be like, uh, it's, it's, it's four, eight, 12, 13, four. So three, so it, so it'd be like three trade paperbacks and three individual issues to complete right. the story. Okay. And then after the fourth trade paperback, only the trade paperbacks will be available. Okay. So yeah, I I was yeah because I was thinking ahead of that too. It's like it's like holy crap that that last uh, that <laughs> issue fifteen campaign is going to be insane if I don't pair it. Right. So 
so yeah, so so that also adds a certain level for for people who are, I guess, like into individual issues and right. and kind of like there's a collectability to it too because every fourth issue everything gets discontinued so when the first trade comes out that's it you're not it's only going to be for the trade the individual issues are not being reprinted anymore after that so if you're the type that likes individual issues right. now is the time to get them <laughs> exactly and yeah. plus for those that like that that are into like the the collectors as well yeah yeah, because that that's going to be that's going to affect all the variant covers too. So you have four camp. So 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 now we're on the third out of the four campaigns where you can get these variant covers right. also, because when that trade hits, that's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so from an uh, from a. Uh, a creator's perspective, we have creators listening. What do you do then with, like, if you have extras? Those are just pure convention. Well, yeah, it, it, they turn into convent, either convention stock, or it's like I just, uh, I just figure I'll just put the, I can put them as add-ons okay. until they sell out. Right. Um, okay. So yeah, because like, because that's the thing also with um, print-on-demand um, is that. I can print really, really close to the vest when I place these orders. So if I sell a hundred copies, I don't have to print 3000 like we used to do back in the day. Right. I can print 110. Right. Right. Okay. So I, so the idea is not to have that many left over to begin with. So I'm not going to have a basement full of 15 issues. Um, so, so yeah, so that makes it a lot easier to, to really limit the stock on this, you know, or it's like whatever's left over. Cause I can also put in my store, but yeah, it's once they're gone, they're gone. Right. Mm -hmm. And would you, and I guess like the, the, the other, the other question too, is like from, from your, from the readers that wanted to get that first, do you, uh -huh. is it, I guess what I'm, what I'm trying to say here is that, culturally understood or culturally acceptable to like if you have if you do another print run that you have to put down like second printing on there or oh uh, that that's a funny question because it's right. like um from the you see that was that's something that i'm used to in offset printing because okay, yeah. you have to print so much uh you know you have to print so many at one time like that it's like you know our minimums used to be three thousand copies whether right. we sold that or not because that right. was the only way a printer would touch you and now it's like I can literally get from my printer three copies. And so the idea of putting in first printing doesn't, doesn't make, make yeah. sense to me because then what happens? I'm, I'm going to have a, a 50 second printing. <laughs> I mean, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. So so for people who who like the limited aspect of these issues, the only like I said, the only thing that I can say is that once the trade hits, then whatever my stock is, that's it. Right. I mean, if you like them numbered and stuff, I, I'm not really the person for that. <laughs> this is not the book. I don't number my books. Right. Um. So it, it's just this, you know. So so yeah. So I guess it just depends, like, like how much of a collector you are and how much of a big deal that is for you. Right. Um. I I like the variant covers. 
and and yeah it's like this, you know but in terms of like oh these are exactly i printed exactly 100 i printed exactly this no it's like i printed exactly what i needed right <laughs> so you know so i'm not gonna say oh i you know this is limited to a run of 100 when if i count up all my campaigns so far i may have only sold maybe like 25 so you know so so yeah so um yeah so i'm not that type of collectability person (laughs) (laughs) so talk to us a bit about like you said so you know basically it's the the, uh the levels as you say you you have your your variant editions Mm -hmm. you have your catch-up levels yes um and and you you did mention something that you know one of the things that you did that are that's uh you didn't have these type of stretch goals though last time did you um no usually the last one was stickers okay stickers right okay and then um jd who does the oswald chronicles and who also writes tall tales right and i help you know um he started doing trading cards okay and i just like i i just i just loved the idea that it's like you know it's just it's just like i remember trading cards from back in the day yeah and and just to be able to do them again it was just like yeah that's you know <laughs> i mean it, it's like it's a really good way to to do kind of like prints without being a print right so it's like we can like so for tall tales you know we did a set of nine cards mm-hmm. so what we do is we put them in this in the little slip case and you know and it's like people can just like put it in a binder or something and and they have like nine prints right here you know without having to worry about whether they have wall space or anything like that and and it, it's such a really really like I said, it's it's very like I remember when trading cards were really big in the nineties, you know, yeah. and, and it's like and in the early two thousands, and it's like, yeah, it's just it's just a really nice feel to it. Like even if I were to just do like, so I was just experimenting, and I and I put them in a pack, <laughs> and and it's like, and I just like the way that feels, right? You know, it's like to have all the cards in a pack, and and it's. You know, and it's like, it's just really convenient. And it's like, it's a way to get a lot of artwork into people's hands without it taking up a lot of room. So when I had the opportunity to do this for the third issue, it's like, I jumped all over it. It's like, you know, again, it's like, now it's like, I'm just figuring out, okay, how am I going to continue this for the next campaign? You know, it's like, okay, who are the characters I'm going to do next? You know, it's like, oh, it's like, oh, am I going to feature the covers? And, and it's just, you know, they're just, they're just a lot of fun to make, you know, they, so. Are they, they have like, so on this one, is it like the Oswald Chronicles where there's just like some summary on there or, or are these like these, have well, stats? These are the character, right. Well, these, these are the, the character cards and they right. have actual, like a little bio of the characters okay. All, okay. behind each one. Okay. Yeah. So it's not like the, like the, the the Marvel cards where they have stats on the back of like. Their... Oh yeah. Well, it's not it's not a role playing game, so right. it's like I I wouldn't even know how to begin to make stats for anybody. So. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So no. These are these are bio characters, and uh, bio uh, the character bios on the right. back. 
And um, also what, what was funny, like if you had gone all the way to the end of the campaign, I put like a little trivia thing, which, which was such a huge aha. Yeah, I me, saw that. But that. I loved it. Uh, it's like, I loved it so much that I even have, um, I'm putting together a card just for that. So when we were talking about like, you know, just creatively, this has just been like a brain explosion, right? So this is kind of like a little ta creative tangent. Um, <laughs> so for ever since issue one, ever since issue one, I have been trying to figure out how to explain Eagle Raven's name because it is such a weird name like like there's no other character in the entire story that has a name like that like like you like it's kind of like uh, it's obviously not human it's not like a human mortal name but it's also not you know like it's it's a fantasy name but not quite now i have the actual explanation as to how i literally got the name it's you know it's kind of like a mishmash of when i used to be an elf quest fandom and you know you're making up your wolf rider name and it, it's a whole you know it's, it's just it's a whole dopey thing like that that's where the, yeah. you know the name kind of comes from but i was desperate from the first issue to have an in story like context right for her name and i was looking at what was I looking at? I was looking at a, a Gaelic dictionary and a Welsh dictionary. And I was also kind of like tapping into me learning French, you know, trying to learn French. It's like, I have all these French comics and I'm trying to, to learn it. And the most frustrating thing about French is that the words are not said the way you see them. Right. You know, so it's like, you know, you see a word in French and then it's like you think it's it's pronounced a certain way. And then I, I look it up, you know, like to, to get on, on like Google Translate and then it's like something completely different. <laughs> like I would never have guessed it. And and the funny thing is, is I kind of I was looking at Swedish, too. I was, I was watching a, a video from a woman in Sweden uh, from Sweden and she had said some, a word that she had on screen. <laughs> but again, it was one of these things where reading the word and what she was actually saying were two completely different things. <laughs> so com I combine, and then I combine that with the realization that just because I'm writing a fantasy story doesn't mean that everything has to be complicated. <laughs> you know, there's this, there's this thing with, with a lot of writers, they think that, that everything, every minutia has to be explained. Right. And not only that, but it has to be explained in a very grandiose kind of way. And I'm like, wait, wait a minute. No, it, it's like, why doesn't it? No, it's like, what if we just kept it really, really simple? So what would be the simplest explanation for Igor Raven's name? It's a mispronunciation. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's what it is. And, and, and it's like, I just ran with that idea that it's like, she was supposed to have this really highfalutin, you know, of, you know, elf, you know, high, you know, high elfin, you know, name or whatnot. And her mother couldn't pronounce it correctly. <laughs> so it's like, so it was just like, I had this incredible light bulb moment. And it's like, this is it. This is the explanation as to why Eagle Raven's name is Eagle Raven because her mom couldn't pronounce Elvish. 
<laughs> and you know, and sometimes that's just what it is. That's what just all, all a story needs. Right. You know, you, you don't need to be fancy with it. You know, you don't need to explain everything. You just does it make sense in the world that you're in. Right. that you're creating right. and it's like yeah the fact that a more a human woman cannot speak elvish you know and and yeah. and mispronounced a word that it's like there you go right yeah <laughs> so oh so the point is is like now i'm gonna make a little trading card with that because i just think it's so funny that it's like okay so when people pick up the book and they go, oh, Eager Raven, what does that mean? Well, here's a card. <laughs> there you go. There's the explanation. Because <laughs> yeah. so what can people expect? Uh, you know, without yeah, with what's the general synopsis that 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 people can take away from what with issue three? Yeah, sure. So issue three is uh, so uh, issue three, and it's a continuation of uh, the the first two issues. Uh, it's not, you know, like I said, the, the entire series is fifteen issues. So the overall premise is that Eager Raven is a half unicorn, half human princess right. who she finds her kingdom under siege, and she is exiled into the world of men, where she has to kind of like figure out what she's going to do, like how she's going to survive that world in order to save her kingdom. So this is, you know, so this is the, the story of kind of like how she goes on that journey to, to, to try to win back her kingdom from the dragons that took it over. Mm. So issue three continues where she's, she's just been you know she she's uh, kind of like in the second issue she was she was rescued by um a a horseman johar um who uh, welcomes her into his city well the city that he lives in and he offers you know it's like you know it's like you know you know, you, you help me in, in, you know, my foundry with my friends and we can offer you room and board type of thing. So mm. issue three is um, how two unicorns, two magical creatures are trying to like acclimate to being in this mortal human world, you know, in this city that's not quite ready to accept the fact that they have, you know, the magical creatures just living with them. Mm. so it's so unlike tall tales this is um this is not like a, an action adventure type of thing it's not like running skipping jumping climbing mount doom type of story right. it's more of I, I like to call it like a soap opera a medieval soap opera where it's it's more about the the relationships that are developed and you know how how everyone interacts with each other and also the thing is in this issue, so not only is she trying to acclimate to living in the human world, um, she comes across an opportunity or more like an opportunity is thrust upon her that opens up a door that might be able to get her back into her kingdom. Okay. You know, but the thing is, it's like, it's, it's like, is she going to really have the strength to do what she needs to do to follow that path? You know, so, which is, which is where um, is, that that's pretty much the overall um, of issue three. Um, so, yeah. So like I said, it's, it's, it's kind of more like a soap opera than an action adventure. Um, so, 
So yeah, but the thing is, not to say that it's not devoid of action, <laughs> you know, that it's not, you know, just people talking, you know, for 32 issues. Uh, but that's, but that's pretty much the overall like, kind of like vibe of it. So where Tall Tales is your like Lord of the Rings type of adventure, uh, Eager Raven is more like if you took kind of like the Chronicles of Narnia and the Witcher and, you know, kind of like mush them together like that. <laughs> that. That's more the vibe that I'm going, you know, like more Chronicles of Narnia with, right. with you know, bits of the Witcher in it. Because there's just some ridiculous stuff in The Witcher that that um, gave me permission to do certain things in the story. So you know, so I, th that's why I kind of like attach it to it. You know, it's like it's like this is kind of like the vibe that I'm going for. Right, right. Well, so I mean, like Daphne, I mean, we're congratulations on you know hitting your goal, and congratulations on getting you know, project we love. Yeah. Yeah. And, and mind you, it's like, and, and, and right before the, you, you, you started the show, I had gained four more backers, <laughs> <laughs> you know, from last I checked it. So it's like, so, so, you know, everyone's kind of like waking up. <laughs> so where do you, so, so how often, how much do you see like from, from your, looking at your statistics, how many of the backers you have are, are returning readers and how many are new readers? Oh yeah. No, I definitely have my returning readers. I mean, yeah. it's like, I don't have any specific numbers, right. but the thing that I do like is that especially on this campaign, I'm seeing a lot of new names. Mm. So, um, and, and, and that's the thing too, that, that you really want to try to cultivate. It's like, yeah, you want to get your, your readers to return, you know, the returning readers, you want to get them back, right. but also you want to make sure too, that you're bringing in new people. Um, and, and that's kind of like the harder sell, but at the same time, that's why, you know, it's like, I'm always kind of like over explaining you know, the campaign that it's like, yes, it has 15 issues. Yes. I've done this before. Yes. It's the third issue. Here's the, the ketchup tears. So you're not missing anything, you know? So, because, you know, you have to, the only way this grows is if you do bring in new people and then they become regular backers. Right. You know, so, so yeah, so I'm really happy that I do have my regulars, um, but I'm just as happy that I'm seeing new names too, because I mean, both are, both are important. You know, I don't want to, you know, put one above the other. You need both. <laughs> right. Right. Uh -huh, yeah. And so, and, and, and also too, I mean, they're gonna, it's, and I think it's, it's a great, it's a, it's a great strategy which you talked about earlier is showing that you have 15 issues yeah. and you've already written out, you know, you've already written out yeah. like that, the first seven issues, you already have yeah. the covers for yeah. them. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it's a, technically I do have all 15 covers, but you know, why give it all away? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there's probably, like, uh, like, yeah, I, okay. I'm, I'm trying to work as, as much ahead of schedule as possible. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool. Well, like I said, so it's like, congratulations, Daphne. And thank this, uh, this, this conversation went by quick. We're already yeah, at the I know. hour. It always, it, it always happens. That always happens on this show. I mean, <laughs> go on for hours, obviously. <laughs> but then so, that, look, that just gives us something more to talk about when I come back for issue four. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll always have something to yeah. talk about. Yeah. Uh -huh. So once again, congratulations. And if, uh, if people want to, 
to to see your work, they should go to egoworks.com. Yes, is the E-G-O, best place? yes, E-G-O-W-O-R-K-S. All the links are there. Um, there's also a link to Tall Tales too, so you can check out all my work there. Um, if you really need a lot of convincing for some reason, you know, <laughs> after all this, you can read the first five issues of Ego Raven in its original black and white format on the website. Right. So this is, yeah. So this is the original version. Um, so what you're getting on the Kickstarter is, are, is completely remastered. It's in color. The, the, the lettering is redone. The story is kind of tweaked, you know, not by much. The, the differences are minor, right. but it's, there's still, you know, there's still changes to, to the story and the dialogue a bit compared to this issue. And also, uh, the, and also I've tweaked the artwork as well right so it, you know you can read so you pretty much if you read the first five issues on the website you get the gist of it right but if you really want the absolute version of this story you get the you get the kickstarter editions right right and yes wow. and there will be trades for people who are into you know who, who don't like to collect individual issues and the individual issues will be available until the trade comes out so yeah, everybody so everybody smart. on your toes <laughs> that's so smart yeah uh -huh. yeah cool well thanks a lot daphne and oh, uh you. i'm looking forward to have you come back on again yeah. in a couple months yeah yeah probably around like march i'm, I'm, I'm still i'm still sussing out the uh the, the schedule but we're looking at issue four coming out in march okay cool It's true. I mean, yeah. uh, I mean, sleep hygiene is so important. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, you, yeah. you just, you really do got to take care of yourself. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. like, I mean, we're kind of like weird athletes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> It's like, cause it's like, we have to take care of ourselves just like athletes or else mm -hmm. we end up with wrist problems and back problems and, you know, right. neck problems, the whole thing. Yeah, if only, go, if only we got paid like athletes. That'd be well, yeah, that's that's the that's that's the that's that's the other thing. <laughs> <laughs> we suffer like athletes, but we don't get paid like them. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs>